Hey, uh, hello there, Top Fans. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry with episode one of our first official podcast, the inaugural podcast. I'm so very, very excited, and I'm so excited to have my friend Brian to join us on the podcast. Brian, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm really happy to be a part of this first uh, launch of your podcast, episode number one of hopefully a ton. Uh, it's great. Like, I'm really honored to be the first person. Awesome. So I Brian has been in our clubhouse before uh, many, many times. He's got a great baseball um, background and great baseball knowledge, and I'm not going to steal his thunder, but Brian, for those that are listening that might be driving to work or stuck in traffic or <laughs> The three people that are actually listening to us, I don't know. Tell you know, tell me a little bit about you. Tell well, the listeners. Uh, <laughs> I've pretty much grew up just loving baseball. I remember playing soccer for two years and not really caring for it. Um, and then I played little league, and that's where it really spiked my interest. Um, collected cards. Um, my dad was a big. Uh, Big contributor to my my baseball addiction as well. We both got really into it. Um, his dad as well. Um, grew up uh, Yankee fans, so I kind of grew up a Yankee fan a little bit, uh, just because you know my grandpa was one, and he would tell me all the stories of you know Dimaggio, Garrig, Mantle, Yogi, Maris, and just and Whitey Ford, and that's those are the Yankees that I kind of grew up with a little bit because it was just stories. Um, and then like getting more to the late nineties, you know, when I was, I was still young, but I was still, I can remember it. Like, Oh, that's, that's Derek Jeter. Like he's the guy like play like he plays. And it's always stuck to me. Um, angels fan. Now I respect the Yankees. I don't hate them. There'll always be a soft spot, um, in my heart, but mainly the older guys. Cause I just, I grew up with those guys, I guess, even though they were all dead and gone <laughs> by the time I started learning about them. So but, uh, listen, I love that. I I was laying in bed one night and I couldn't sleep. And so I went to YouTube and I found a video. Of, I think it was Whitey Yogi. Um, it was Whitey Yogi. And there was like two other guys. Billy Martin had already passed away and they were just around this table talking and telling stories. And I'm like, I wish baseball players these days acted like this. These yeah. guys had, you know, they didn't even care. It was awesome. They just showed up to the park played the game, stayed out of the drama, went on their day. I yeah. love it. And even guys that didn't stay out of the drama, they went under the cover, though, like Mickey Mantle. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Mickey Mantle, I was just going to say yeah. that. Sorry, but man, I'm rest a, in peace. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm an Angels fan now. Like, grew up, like, starting in, like, 2000, 2001. Uh, but year before they won the World Series, I started getting into the Angels and because they were more local to where I was located. Uh, just lights guys like Darren Erstad and Gary Anderson and David Eckstein uh, and Tim Salmon, just a gritty group of guys that put wins together and they were good. And I like, like those teams a lot, really got me into baseball more and just learning about the history, reading a lot, just, uh, it's just fun. Like baseball so much fun. It's just teaches you life lessons and just teaches you just about history and, not just in this country, but other countries too, just where, how it's their pastime as well. Um, it's just a global game and it's really cool, like being a part of it in a well, very small way. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I grew up playing too, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm surprised though that you didn't mention Troy Gloss. 
you mentioned everybody around there except for Troy Gloss. I liked Gloss, but really, Gloss, he got injured a lot towards the end. So just kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I've always been a David Eckstein guy. I love how he plays five foot seven and he's got tunes on a World Series MVP. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> One more can be said. I knew right? how to play. Yeah. All right. So we're right in the middle of the CBA right now. And I know it's, it's kind of crazy. And there's some baseball fans that are concerned. Um, it's the first time they've had stoppage of play in 26 years. Um, you know, and so we're, we're, we are now officially at stoppage of play as you're listening to this. Uh, tell me about your thoughts on the CBA. Uh, my thought is this, though. I'm glad it's right now in December and not how it was in 94. It was August, I think. It was only two years old at the time. But like I said, read, read about history. Um, they That season was a good season, too. I know the Expos were like a juggernaut, and Tony Gwynn was close to hitting 400. He was at like 394, I think, for the season in August. So the timing of this is a lot better than it was in 94 because we lost the last two months of the season plus playoffs and the world series. Mm-hmm. It's December. We still got till February till pitchers and catchers report or like late January. So it's, there's time. I don't think we'll lose games. I think we'll lose spring training games, but I don't think we're going to lose regular season games. The big issue is getting it done. So pitchers can work out. Because that's that's the big thing. Because you know, as we saw before the stoppage, a lot of big name pitchers signed, and if they're not getting their workouts in, this could be a wasted year again. And I don't I don't want to blame players or Manfred or the MLBPA, but it, it I feel as though it shouldn't be this hard to like find a, a way to like make sure all this is cohesive with like. Uh, collective bargaining agreement like if they can't come to an agreement like that's that's upsetting because they're all here to do the same thing they're all here to promote this game (laughs) and that's their job like they're all in baseball for reason the players and the commissioner and the owners they're doing it because they love it i know some owners they're probably really greedy and they are just there to own a team but think of something think of a good way to you know be happy with money, arbitration, and free agency, and see where it goes. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I lived through the '94 thing. I I was that was the year I graduated high school, and I remember, like you say, there was no World Series, um, and it took a labor shortage and later uh, labor strike, I should say, um, and it was terrible because you had so many so many fans that were so frustrated and I'm going to dare to say that Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire and their home run chase in 98 was what brought fans back. They now, saved it. Regardless of how you feel about that and what they may have been doing in their personal lives, it doesn't matter. They kind of saved the game of baseball. And if we don't start on time, so if we have a month short of a season or something to that effect, yeah, it's, it's going to hurt baseball. And, and mind you, 26 years ago when this all happened, we didn't have social media, right? And so nope. you didn't have people um, that were going to be on and give you their thoughts on on crazy stuff, right? We didn't have any of that. We didn't have to worry about it. And so, um, 
yeah, it, it's. I hope that it doesn't go very much farther than that. So, a few games in spring training. Uh, who cares? As long as yeah. opening day starts on time, I'm okay with that. Same. So, okay. So now let's move. I mean, we can stay negative all day, but yeah, we're moving on. This is this is about laughs and having a good time. So tell me, tell me, Brian, about your thoughts on the state of the game. That the state of the game, meaning maybe how it's played, how it's how it's viewed, how fans view it. Just open topic. Tell me about the state of the game. I think the state of the game is is great. I don't think it's a dying sport at all. Yeah, it might not be as popular as football or basketball right now, but it's still up there. But I think it's because people might think it's dying because the average sports watcher who's just going to watch football and basketball, Mm -hmm. they have those games on either ESPN or ABC or, or Fox or CBS. And with baseball, I think it's different just because it's not, it's all local TV. It's not like, it's only going to be broadcast once or twice a week on national television. Um, so they're not getting those numbers, but I think the overall state of the game, uh, baseball's fun and people like it. And I think this past year has shown that not just like the casual fans watching, but like fan, like athletes of other sports are watching baseball too. And I has to give a lot of credit to like guys like Shohei Otani, Mookie Betts, Tatis, Aaron Judge, all those guys. They're all young and fun and. Yeah even when their teams aren't good, they're still getting the publicity just because of the skill that they have on the field. When guys like Kevin Durant, who's playing in Brooklyn, is like, holy crap, this guy Otani on the Angels in L.A., Anaheim, wherever they're at, is doing something we haven't seen in over 100 years. Mm-hmm. Like, when that happens, like, that's when you know baseball's in a good state because guys like – the type of power that Kevin Durant has, not just on a social media presence, but just as a athlete in general, talking about it is going to bring other people to watch it. I get people in my store asking for, we talked about earlier, asking for jerseys of certain players. And it's like, well, we don't have them. Um, but they're casual fans, but they're like, yeah, like I've been seeing what Otani's doing and it's unreal. Like they don't even follow baseball and they're like, wow, like this is, this is, this is history. Yeah. And, the sports history and i think i think baseball's fine and i think it's fine internationally um and the big stars like that like tatis and juan soto and otani or you know in latin america and japan i mean japan that's their pastime is baseball like i think more so than here i think it's because in america we just like hard hits and that's why football reigns supreme but out there in, in japan <laughs> it's a different culture Baseball's a thinking man's game, and that's why it does well over there. So everyone there is way smarter than the people over here. No <laughs> offense, Americans. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a lot different over there than over here. Ban- I have the Star Spangled Banner in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. But I think I think the overall state of the game, we're in good hands with these players right now. And I didn't even mention Mike Trout. It's because he doesn't. he's not promoted a lot, but he's still – the best player in baseball, even though he missed 100 plus games this past season, mm-hmm. it people forget about guys like him. And I think baseball's fine. And I think it's the people like I don't want to. I mean, Commissioner Manfred, he's the guy that's not really helping it, and it's his job, and it's his job to do it, and he's not doing it. Um, so it's up to the players to promote it, and I think they're doing a good job. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think the state of the game is good. The thing, the only thing that drives me nuts about the state of the game, and and you and I have talked about this offline, is the way that it's played. Nowadays, we're looking for the for the five run home run, right? Which doesn't exist, yeah. obviously. And every guy swinging for the fences. When I grew up, it didn't matter, right? You got on. You, you, Ricky Henderson got a base hit, right? He's still second. The next guy comes up, gets a base hit. Now all of a sudden, you're up one nothing, right? Um, you know. And so I wish, from a play playing standpoint, but overall, I think the state of the game is in a great position. Like you said, it's it's internationally known. I mean, we've got the World Baseball Classic. There's a ton of stuff. Yeah. Which leads me to my next question. Let's talk about, since the state of the game is good, let's talk about ballparks. Where have you been? Where have you been in your life? What ballparks Uh, have you been to? Which ones do you still, what's on your bucket list? Well, uh, I've been to um, all the local ones in Southern California. My first one being Angel Stadium, of course. Um, Petco, beautiful ballpark. My first game there was in 05. Um, but I've been to Chase Field in Arizona, uh, been to Dodger Stadium only once uh, back in 2008. Yeah, <laughs> it's not fun to we'll get out that. there and drive we'll, out there. <laughs> we'll fix that, my friend. We'll but, uh, fix that this year. Yeah, only I've been there. I've uh, been to um, Safeco or T-Mobile Park in Seattle a couple times. Um, been to Pittsburgh, PNC Park, Wrigley Field, and Progressive Field out in Cleveland. Um, I think at the time it was Jacobs. No, it was progressive. Um, I'm trying to think, I think that's it. Um, so what nine, I think, um, I need more stamps though. I I got a passport book, like (laughs) at the wrong, I got it for my last Seattle trip, like two years ago before COVID. And I'm like, man, I should have got this when I went to Pittsburgh and Chicago and Cleveland, (laughs) like, uh, so go. it just means I got to go back to those fields. <laughs> there you go. Yes, you have to. So what's on your bucket list? So give me four ballparks that are on your bucket list. Oh, man. Uh, AT&T or Oracle Park um, in okay. San Francisco is one. Really want to go there um, just because it just it looks beautiful. Um, it is. I've been. Oh, man. Let's see. That's tough. I mean, I'm always down. I mean, they're not the same fields anymore, but Yankee Stadium's still something I'd like to go to, even though it's not – it's the new Yankee Stadium. It's not the old Yankee Stadium. Um, Which is almost 20 years old, by the way. Yeah, shoot, it opened in 2009. Was its first year? Wow. Was it 2009? Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they, okay, they, uh, they christened it with their world championship that year. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So it's not 20. Yeah. I was thinking for some reason, I was thinking it was 02, yeah. but you're right. You're right. Um, I I really, when I see it on TV, I really like um, Atlanta. I think it's Truist Park now. Mm-hmm. Um, that park looks fun. Just that whole battery area too, downtown as well. Uh, Bush Stadium, of course, even though it's older Bush, or it's newer Bush, not old Bush, but... It's still a historic park and historic uh, baseball community as well. Um, Fenway is top of the bucket list. Um, I can't believe I almost forgot Fenway. Um, I can tell you this, Wrigley Field is probably the most fun I've ever had watching a game. Like overall best experience I've ever had watching a game. 
just because of the atmosphere of the park in general, pregame and postgame, it's it's unmatched by any other stadium that I've been to. Um, the fans are in their seats before first pitch, and they don't leave till the final out. And they're not on their phones all the time. They're watching the game. They're keeping score. It's a different culture, I think, in the Midwest and the East Coast. Uh, I think they're a little bit more diet than the people out here. Um, but Wrigley Field, like, I went to a game in 2017, a year after they won, and they lost to the Marlins. Stadium was packed. They lost to the Marlins of all teams, and <laughs> no one left till that last out was made. And it was, was great. Me. Yeah, and I, I want to experience that again. Um, and I think I, I think that's going to be the same way um, whenever I get a chance to go to Fenway. I know my dad and I have talked about it, and it's on both of our bucket lists, um, getting out to Boston and just seeing the Green Monster. I think it it's weird seeing it like on TV and then actually like going there and being like, wow, yeah, it's real. Like, well, that was me with Wrigley. I was like, wow, I never seen this in person. It's always been on TV. Like, and now I'm here and it's, it's surreal. So I've been to, in Fenway, you can actually take a, um, a tour. It's like 18 bucks or whatever when they're not playing and they take you all over the place, including the visitors clubhouse. Um, do that too. I mean, Fenway's gorgeous. It's weird because like Wrigley, it's right in the middle of, of, a, um, of a community. And there's like no parking around it. There's a bunch of bars and stuff like yeah. that that's around it. But it's, um, yeah, it's definitely a ballpark that um, you, I, I figured you might mention three other ballparks that you see on TV. So um, I figured you might say Houston because you see that on TV. Um, I figured you might say Great American Ballpark and maybe even uh, Pittsburgh. So as I was mentioning to you, I, I don't know if you heard me or not. We may have had some technical issues. I was surprised that you didn't mention three other ballparks that you see on TV all the time. So Houston, one of them, it looks like a yeah. fun ballpark. Great American ballpark in Cincinnati. That looks like a great ballpark. Um, and then in addition, Pittsburgh. I mean. Oh, I, I've been to Pittsburgh. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah, my I've, bad. I've been I'm to sorry. PNC. Yeah, you yeah. did mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PNC is uh, my favorite ballpark. Okay. Um, not necessarily game experience. Wrigley has that. But overall, just feel the ballpark and just the coolness of it is definitely PNC Park. Also has the best skyline in all of sports. All sports. Totally agree. Totally agree. Okay, so – You've covered ballparks, and you definitely need to hit Fenway. You definitely need to go to a game in Fenway. Yeah. Now, now let's talk players. So I'm going to break this up into two categories. These will be kind of our final questions. Okay, okay. so I'm going to break it up in two, two categories for you. One, um, just give me a couple of players that you think um, personify the game, right? And you mentioned one of them being Mike Trout, but maybe two or three players. Then – tell me the one player that every time he comes to play the angels 
you don't want to see him at bat or on the mound because he's just an angel killer. Yeah. Okay. The final question is what player or personality of player do you just think eh, I could do without this? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Let's see. I think the players that personify the game, Trout, mm-hmm. um, I think. Amen. Betts, Amen two times. Yeah. Mookie Betts is, does very well. And I'm just like earlier, Aaron Judge. Like I think those those three guys really uh, solidify the game. They're really popular players. They do a lot for fans as well. And they do a lot for their communities. And um, a lot of it goes unnoticed, which is kind of a good thing. Um, you don't want all the publicity with good deeds, but um, mm-hmm. you could tell they they really enjoy where they're at, and they're very humble when they and they speak their minds and they know how to handle the media. And I think they just are really good with growing the game as well. Yeah, agreed. So who's the one uh, angel killer? And who isn't? Uh, past? Can I say past? <laughs> <laughs> sure. No. Um, sure. Oh, Alex Rodriguez destroyed the Angels. Um, he did. He did. He loved playing in Anaheim. Apparently. Yeah. Um, and that's tough. Man. I, I kind of go through, like, rival teams, but there's this um, – they're just, they're just a bunch of random guys sometimes. Like, like whenever we play Texas, even though Texas – as of right now, I mean, they signed two big guys, but who knows if they're going to pan out. They uh, people that just that just kill them, and whether it's like uh, I can't, I'm drawing on so many blanks. Like this is hard. I'm thinking back to like every game I've watched, and I'm like, man, like who who's a guy just that just kills the Angels. Man, uh, Ramon Liriano okay. of the A's. He, I saw, oh man, there was a game this year. I went with Stephanie. Um, oh, my girlfriend. <laughs> um, okay. I'm not throwing names out. Um, that we, uh, he hit like, he robbed a game tying homer and then hit like a grand slam the next inning. And I was, and there was like, two, there was an A's fan like two rows in front of me. Yeah, Ramon. I'm just like this guy. No. Every time he plays us, it's like what? He either throw a guy out, he'll rob someone, or he'll hit something. And it's yeah. like it's always someone on the A's. It was previously Mark Ellis of years past. Now it's Ramon Liriano. But Liriano did get suspended for PEDs. So, so I actually <laughs> was surprised that you didn't say Lewis Robert. He yeah. lit you guys up in that series. Both series. Well, he was injured for the second series, but he lit you up in that first series. I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, that first series, opening series, uh, you're mean Mercedes. Uh, yeah. Oh, destroyed yeah. us. He went like, he had like like eight hits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, it was <laughs> tough. But anyways. So yeah, what's Ramon the, Liriano. <laughs> what's the personality that, that you could do without? Hmm. I think it's it's the whiners out there. Um, I know I I I don't want to I, I don't want to like talk mess on your team on the Dodgers, but um, I remember a few years ago there's just there's some whining. Um, Roberts whines a little bit. Um, I remember so a few years ago Muncie took Mad Bum deep, 
you get it out of the water is what he said. Um, yep. Last year for COVID year, Trent Grisham took Kershaw deep. Yep. Pimped it. Yep. Round of the bases. Roberts didn't like it. Kershaw didn't like it. And at the end, Roberts was like, you don't do that to a guy like Clint Kershaw. And it's like, but your guy did it to Madison Bumgarner. Yes. Yeah. Have the MVP. He doesn't have the Cy Young. Guy's got, he's one of the best pitchers in postseason history and has three rings. And you're going to tell me don't show him up like that? Like, yeah. come on. Like, stuff like that, I can't, I can't go for. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's certain guys. I'm not a big fan of Giancarlo Stanton. I don't know why. Like, guy can mash. I've seen him hit a ball when Petco playing the pop landed, like, right below the left field Jumbotron. Like, thing was mashed out of the park. Like, it was, it was loud, and <laughs> I feel bad for the person that was sitting there. Yeah, it's uh, – um, I'm with you. The whiners, oh, my gosh. Just play the game. You're getting paid a lot more than people are getting paid to play a game that we played in our backyard. I get it. You're competitive. But just play the game. Um, yeah. there, was, there was a former Dodger um, slash former um, Indian, Guardian, whatever you want to say, slash Red. Red. <laughs> Slash Cincinnati Red, <laughs> um, that every time a pitch was called a strike, he had something to say about it. Yeah. And that frustrated the sin out of me because you just don't whine about different things like that. And he and Madison Bumgarner had some some trouble too. <laughs> yeah. I think the thing is about, uh, I mean, if listeners don't know who we're talking about, it's Yassiel Puig. Um, right. I actually told a friend of mine this a couple weeks back. Yasiel Puig, his antics were too early. Yeah. Because guys now like Tatis, Tim Anderson in Chicago, um, those are fun. And those guys do it well when they bat flip, have that emotion. Uh, Puig did it. Um, I'm not at the appropriate moments. Um, he also had some off-field issues. He'd show up late. He'd forget how many outs there were. But the stuff he did, I think, was a little bit too early for baseball. Because now it's celebrated. Then no one. And that was that was four years ago, three years ago. Like Right. The, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> my problem with it was wasn't so much – and I agree with you. It's like the game has – progress to that point my issue with it though is is make yourself so valuable that that just shows character right don't show off don't just yeah. make yourself so valuable that that shows you something right and yeah so i just yeah anyway don't bat flip on a single yeah yeah don't bat I mean, flip on a single over the second baseman like it's a little duck for <laughs> amen amen well Brian, this has been fun. The the initial yeah. podcast we've had, um, we're, we're so grateful to have you on our podcast. Now, here's the thing. If you're number one, you got to be number 100. So we're going to have to have you back in, in some time in between, too. So uh, grateful to have you uh, on. Is Do you have any 
final last words for the pop fans that are out there that are cruising in their car listening to this? <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Bill, thank you for being on uh, number one of your podcasts. Um, everyone listening, drive safe, please. <laughs> yeah, drive, drive, drive safe. Enjoy baseball. Yeah, enjoy Go baseball. Yeah, go Angels. Go baseball in general. We'll, we'll baseball, have it back. Yeah. We're not going to miss any games. It's in a good state of play. We are – baseball's fun. Just yeah. watch it. Get get going on that game and, and see who's playing. Check out guys that are in the pipeline and guys that have solidified MVP seasons like Shohei Otani and just see what they're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Brian, love having you on the first episode. For you top fans that are listening out there, enjoy it. We're going to do plenty more of these. Um, there is a, a schedule out there. So if you're subscribing, make sure you're subscribing to it um, on Spotify or wherever you can find it. We'd love to have you. Um, and any comments that you want to make, uh, you feel free to reach out to us on the website and we'll have you on. Brian, again, thanks for, having, thanks for coming on.